Good evening, everybody. A lot of people say that the secret to podcasting and building an audience and maintaining it is consistency. So like we always do about this time, I am hosting by myself for a little bit. <laughs> Welcome in. Uh, Kostaki will be here shortly. It's been touch and go all day. He is traveling. So I think he's going to pop in here any second now, but... We're just hanging today, talking uh, a little bit of uh, the goofy stories, like Marshawn Lynch calling a football game. I'll play that clip for you in a little bit. Hopefully I can save it for Kostaki. J.J. Watt is out in Houston. I think he's already been released and looking for a new team. <clears throat> the Bucks won the Super Bowl, and there's some fallout about the way that they've been handling the Lombardi Trophy. People are upset about it. <clears throat> Kostaki's in the building. We'll be here shortly. Um, but what are we looking forward to most from the offseason for your team? How's the Gorilla Glue? Ron Milford. What's up, Ron? Ron's always here. Love you, buddy. How's the Gorilla Glue? We could talk about Gorilla Glue for a bit. Um, I didn't use it. I just, well, actually I did. Just to put like a a little piece of uh, the acoustic foam. I had to glue that to, to something. So I did use the Gorilla Glue a little bit and it was very effective. I did not use it on my hair. <clears throat> like the story that's been floating around on uh, social media. Some girl, if you haven't heard it, <clears throat> she took Gorilla Glue uh, and tried to, I guess, style her hair in some kind of way with the Gorilla Glue and didn't realize that it was going to be stuck there maybe forever. And I don't remember exactly how this all played out, but I think she, she goes to the hospital. They tell her, don't do that, shouldn't have done that, you're dumb. And then she says, well... I'm going to maybe sue Gorilla Glue or started a GoFundMe or something for this Gorilla Glue catastrophe. And so I think she's like internet famous now with the Gorilla Glue. So that's why I was horsing around with Gorilla Glue the other day. And um, that's why Ron's asking about it. But all is well. I used Goo Gone to get glue off of uh, a desk that I had. So... Big ups to Gugan for that. Kostaki, <laughs> are you settled? I'm here. How do I sound? You sound rushed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad I made it. Thanks for thanks for kicking things off for the team. Of course. My mom was telling me that she was listening the other day to the episode where we were talking about chainsaws and manly things, and she was getting a real kick out of that. <laughs> because it was out of character for us both? Mostly at my expense, the idea that I was telling you about a tool and what it was, <laughs> like with the sawzall and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's all, manliness is all relative. It was extra funny for her knowing that I'm pretty much useless with a tool. Hey, me too. Me too. So how was your drive? 
It was uh, it's a little stressful, you know, the the rain and the chaos, but I'm happy to be back and I'm here and I'm almost on time. That old phrase. That's I was right. almost on time. Yeah. You're still like within the within the five minute window, you're still good in my eyes. Yeah, like if I if I had like a time clock situation, I probably wouldn't get dragged in by the boss to talk about it. <laughs> Unless you do it consistently, then you That's know, right. That's right. That's uh, it's time theft, Vistaki. It's time theft. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, we're good. We're good on, on a regular basis. I was explaining to the audience that people say with podcasting, the key is consistency, right? As we've right. discussed. So, like we usually do, I just kicked it off by myself. This, this way, like we always do. Like we always do. It's consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've been listening to uh, Florio and Peter King. Those two are an interesting pair. They they ruminate, and they're both really smart and knowledgeable. And I like those guys. They are pretty good. Yeah, I, it's a it's a it's an upgrade over Florio and Sims. I would say, but that's just I me. hate to say it because I try to like Sims, and I do like him some of the time. But Peter King's a pretty big upgrade. Yeah. Hey, you got flagged by. Uh, Eddie Barry. Oh, delay of game? You got a delay of game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a five-yard penalty this time, but next time, whoo, it's a personal oh, foul. Eddie Barry. <laughs> so. Yeah, I saw uh, my only strike with Peter King is uh, I've seen him at several Super Bowl events, but one day on the Upper West Side where I used to live, I was just walking down the street about a block and a half from my home and there he was sitting in an outdoor restaurant and a bunch of people around. No one was really paying attention to him. And we met eyes and I gave him one of these, like, I, I know who you are, but I'm not going to make a scene yeah. kind of nods. Yeah. Just like you did with uh, Belichick on the with airport. Belichick, shuttle. Yeah. yeah. Belichick like was like rudely, like, you know, looked into my soul and looked away without acknowledgement that I was a human being. Don't talk to uh, me. Cousin. Leave me alone. Uh, I know you know Peter, who I am. Yeah. Peter King had, had a, a much lighter version of the same thing of like, yeah, people recognize me. You're, this isn't interesting. I'm busy. <laughs> I just saw, um, I follow him on Twitter and um, actually our, um, our buddy Alfred Schultz, the Bears fan who was on a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. His brother actually tweeted Peter King something about like, what restaurants do you miss in Montclair? Cause I don't, I don't know if he still lives there. Maybe did at some point or I know he did at some point. I don't, maybe he doesn't anymore. And he named a restaurant that is my favorite restaurant there that is no longer there. It was a nice. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, okay. He's telling a story about how he went there with Strahan and just kicking it. And I'm like, yeah, I go there with my mother in law. No problem. No deal. <laughs> to my mother in law. Hey, Barry's asking about uh, why was JJ Watt released? I just listened to two of the most knowledgeable people in the football universe debate this for about an hour. Oh, well, spread the knowledge, spread the wealth. What happened? Well, ac according to Peter King, um, he talked to people in Super Bowl circles, and JJ Watt coming off a five sack year, 10 years into the thing of being double and triple teamed and having a down year and a $17.5 million contract wasn't going to get much in return for that. He only has one year left on his deal, and it's a giant number. Uh, so teams are basically have a big, fat one year rental on the guy who's maybe past his prime. 
right. uh, coming off a bad year. So probably they would have gotten a fourth or a fifth round pick for him, maybe a sixth, maybe a seventh, maybe a third. And the Texans just decided, like, this guy is a hero in this city. He raised over $40 million for the hurricane relief. He's been great as a player on and off the field. We don't want to get into a messy thing where he starts complaining about the team. You know, we want to, we'll, we'll concede the fifth round pick to get out of this without a mess. That all seems uh, to make sense. Yeah. 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 Sounds good to me too. I'm interested to see what they do with Deshaun Watson because the current status is that they're keeping him and he's going to be a player there. And that doesn't seem to be what Deshaun Watson thinks is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some disconnect there for sure. All right, so we'll see see if they handle that one right. Do you Good want luck to, to everybody? We could hear straight from the horse's mouth. I got a, a clip of JJ Watt from his Twitter feed. Oh yeah, want to hear it? All right, here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Go here. Yeah, this is it. They played this today, and I've I've heard this elsewhere. He decided not to have. They decided not to have a press conference because they would have been talking about Deshaun Watson anyway, right? Yeah. All right, here we go. I wanted to do this on video uh, as opposed to putting out a statement or doing a press conference or anything like that, because I want you guys to hear it directly from me. I want to speak directly to you and the city of Houston um, so you can hear the words straight from my mouth. Um, I have sat down with the McNair family and I have asked them for my release and we have mutually agreed to part ways at this time. Uh, I came here 10 years ago as a kid from Wisconsin who'd never really been to Texas before. And now I can't imagine my life without Texas in it. Um, the way that you guys have treated me besides draft night. I mean, you guys booed me on draft night. But, uh, <laughs> every day after that, you treated me like family. And I truly fuck you guys like for that. my family. Um, <laughs> since that day, I have tried to do everything in my power to work and earn your respect and try and make you proud on and off the field. Um, you guys have given me everything and more, and I can only hope that you feel like I've given you everything I have. Um, the city of Houston has been unbelievable to me. It's where I met my wife. All right. You get the idea. Yeah, it's great. I think it's funny that players were, I like, they, they think of that. Like he's, he's get, this is during the 40 seconds of thank you to a city. And he has to drop in. Well, you booed me on draft day. Like, it's funny that that sticks with him, you know? I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that is pretty funny. It was, <laughs> It just goes to show you how petty people and especially athletes can be. They, I mean, th think about like Aaron Rodgers is still pissed off that they took Alex Smith before in the yeah, draft. Right. You know I mean? well, a lot of people were taken for Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. especially Alex Smith. I guess he wanted to be 49. <laughs> That's so interesting. So, yeah. I, I, I guess, you know. I've never really been, I've never played competitive sports at a high level. And so I, it, it's hard for me to relate to that psyche, but I guess to be one of the best in the world at what you do, it does require a little swagger and ego and hyper competitiveness that maybe is hard for me to connect with. For sure. Uh, it's, uh, you know, so kudos to those guys for doing it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like those little uh, producer moves you pull. It reminds me of the old days, the serious building. I got another producer move for you. All right. I got a clip of Marshawn Lynch calling a game. I don't know what game this is, but it appears to be like some kind of high school game or something. These kids look young. 
he was uh he's he's an investor in this fan controlled football league that Johnny Menzel's playing in. Maybe it's that's not that, is it? it maybe it is. Uh, oh, okay. I'm not really sure. Hold on, let me pull this up. I'm gonna go ahead and throw back this Caesar salad with these croutons and all this shit though. Right? <laughs> go ahead, take me a nice fat shit, get my stomach all right and everything. Then I'm finna go out here and try to run for 250 yard field. Like, what's that? What's that? I'm gonna go ahead and throw back this Caesar salad with these. Oh, croutons that guy's so good. Shit, yeah, I just looked it up. Team Glacier Boys is uh, fan control football. Okay. So I guess they just let him say whatever the hell he wants in this thing. It's hilarious. I'm going to take a big old shit, get my stomach out. <laughs> I, mean, I, would, I would listen to him call a tic-tac-toe game. That guy's amazing. Why would like, we, back in the day, we talked about going to a semi-pro game. I would, I want to go to a, one of these games. What are these like? I don't know. It's interesting. What was the quote that Manziel had? Menzel, Menzel, after he played in the game, which, by the way, he was, I think I have the stats here somewhere. He was one for five passing, uh, but he did run for like 100 yards and a touchdown. It's like he was running from his past. But after the game, uh, they lost by four points, and he goes, uh, win or lose, we booze. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Which uh, would have been a much better slogan for my college softball team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what step in the program is that, Johnny? Win or lose, we booze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we we can do the classic. This is the one of the classics, right? He's supposed to be a running quarterback. Can't finish twelve steps. Hey. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I. The quote, the quotes I saw, he seemed happy. Like he was like, "Yeah, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm a little washed up, but that's the most fun I've had in a long time." It was just like earthy and real about it. Like, yeah, good for him. Well, yeah. What's he got to lose at this point? Just it's all gravy. I guess so. Does he does he have enough money to be good? From where? Just from 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 the family? From the first contract? Probably both. <laughs> like, doesn't he come from oil money? It's some kind of like he was a rich kid for sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how rich. I mean, I imagine he could burn through a lot of money at Johnny Manziel rate. <laughs> I would imagine so, but uh, oil money is old money. That's long money. Hmm. That's generational wealth. That's right. What are you yeah, doing? Like Chris, like Chris Rock said about uh, wealth. There's a difference between rich and wealthy. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Oprah's wealthy. Right. Rich, you can fuck it up in a good summer. <laughs> <laughs> some some version of that. I apologize for getting uh, it wrong. That's pretty good, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have exactly what you're drinking in my fridge. Let me see that again. It's a, I believe. Yep. Allagash White. Yeah. I almost, this is one of the great beers. That's fantastic. I almost brought it down and was drinking it tonight. Do you drink it in a can? Can, yeah. See, I'm surprised. This is the only can. I, I'm not a beer snob, as you well know. Uh, but this is the only time in my life that I can remember that I actually thought, eh, can loses something. Or we lost something with the can. I, I, I can see that. Maybe I'm used to drinking it only in like a nice place, you know, out of a keg. You know, yeah. maybe it's the... It, maybe it's a drop-off from draft a, to packaged. A classy thing like a keg. <laughs> keg doesn't sound, you know what I mean. 
when you're in a nice restaurant and you get the Allagash White and it comes in one of these tall ass glasses that's kind of skinny, like that's their yeah, go to yeah. fancy. Exactly. Maybe maybe I'm comparing it to that. That's not even fair. I know exactly what you're talking about though. It does it like you get that glass. Maybe if it's even frosted. You ever get that frosted glass? Yes. Oh, you get that frosted glass with the perfect pour. And you got the bottle too. They leave the bottle. You get like probably about a, a quarter of the beer left to ah, pour in again. Ah, the, so I like that image too. But the one I have is um there was a place right near where we used to live in New York that was a it's basically an upscale southern restaurant, which is a weird combination. Yeah. What was it but called? They had uh pickles. Okay, it's not what I was thinking of. Go ahead. Um, something pickles or I don't know. Oh, we called it pickles, but it was like you know they had grits and biscuits and chicken and you know uh, like uh, fish tacos and stuff like that. Hot honey biscuits. Yeah, and so it was, but it was kind of expensive and like yeah. a little bit nice, right? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That was like our go-to, like, let's go have a nice meal kind of place. And that I, that's where I would get the the Allagash White and get the grits and the... Yeah. Can't yeah. do grits, I miss, man. I miss, I you know, I don't love grits, but in that situation... To get grits in New York City, yeah, if they're good, I guess. It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Not a lot of That places. was a place we took uh, when Bob and Becky Cavoyan came to visit. We took them there. Okay. Uh, we'd, I insisted on buying them dinner, which yeah. is ridiculous because they're crazy rich. But I was like, look, you gave me a career. I can buy you one meal. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's more the principle of the thing. Well, uh, let's buy you dinner. Yeah. I just drove to and from a place that's on the other side of Tampa from here. Right. And uh, those those guys on the radio are happy and they're excited. They're talking about the Buccaneers 24-7. Why wouldn't they course, be, man? Yeah. Of course they are. Yeah. So today the buzz was uh, the daughter of the guy who designed the Vince Lombardi trophy is mad. <laughs> what's, she, what's she mad at? She, she thinks it's disrespectful to treat the trophy like that. It's a beautiful object with a lot of thought that, and effort that went into designing and making it. They apparently make them by hand. Yeah. And uh, she demands an apology from Tom Brady for being disrespectful. She thinks she's owed one? Well, she says her, her and all people who who do that kind of work, blacksmiths and trophy makers and the fans deserve an apology. And the uh, station I was listening to today, was <laughs> they nicknamed her uh, Lombardi Karen. <laughs> and they were trashing her and they had a... They had a uh, like a survey up on Twitter, and it was a hundred percent against her. You know, people yeah. chiming in. Of course, uh, I mean, I've never really talked about this, but my great 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 grandfather is Marconi, and you might know that he invented radio. Wow, is that and, true? And some people that's not true have said some really <laughs> terrible things on the radio and <laughs> misused this great technology that my great 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 grandfather. Designed, and I feel it's in their best interest to keep my legacy in mind. And please issue me an apology. 
Yeah, that's right. People have used radio badly, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, it's not the way I intended it or my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. <laughs> my great-great-great-great-grandfather could never imagine some of the things that are going on with radio now. He probably wouldn't have invented it. That's right. Great-great-great-grandfather. <laughs> it does sound Italian. It's probably related to your wife, not you. Yeah, there's a better chance of that yeah. being true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Andrea chimes in says what about the Stanley Cup that's what I was so I was thinking the Stanley we, we mentioned this earlier when I talked to you briefly during the day the Stan, there's an ethic about the Stanley Cup that you treat it wildly that you take it to parties and you all chug out of it and you pee in it and you go camping with it and you like throw it over the dam and whatever like there's it's almost <laughs> like you're supposed to do something nutty with it yeah and the, the the Vince Lombardi trophy doesn't have that ethic. So maybe this is a new thing. Tom Brady is he's a you know, he's a he he he's a he's a path uh, breaker. Path that's a terrible phrase. Trailblazer? He's a trailblazer. He's doing his own thing and now everyone's gonna follow and try to throw it from a boat further next time or He blazes the trail for the path takers. <laughs> That's right. very awkward language. Yeah. <laughs> we owe an apology to Marconi for that <laughs> last thirty seconds. <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't. I don't think it was. It's whatever. Like everybody caught it. No harm done. Whatever. But however, I told you this earlier. I did see Gronk, Gronk bunt with the trophy and put a huge dent in it, and yeah. uh, he was totally unapologetic. And I realized that I'm watching it with my hate Gronk glasses, but it did feel a little disrespectful to me. Yeah, I get it. I, I understand that perspective. But the the big the big issue is the trophy is just a little like shiny symbol of this giant thing that happened. And you're not diminishing the giant thing by being a little sloppy with the trophy. The trophy is just a symbol of we did this thing and now we're celebrating. Like I prefer the Stanley Cup model. Yeah, I do agree. whatever you want. I agree. Yeah, have your have your girlfriend's naked on it. You know, whatever, <laughs> whatever your thing is. Yeah, you got to take a picture of the Stanley Cup with your naked girlfriend. Surely that's surely that's happening everywhere. It has to. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the weird thing about that on that play, uh, the Chiefs were flagged for uh, pass interference. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not. That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> Brady gets every call. <laughs> Just to be sure. Just to be sure. <laughs> oh, man. I'm really doing battle with this light tonight. I can't find a... I know the background is awful. Anyway. Can I dive in and do like three jokes? Are they at my expense? No, but that's uh, I should I should write on that for next week. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> Tom Brady got laid off. He moved to Tampa. He's got a baby mama. He walks into random houses. He gets so fall down drunk he throws stuff out of his boat. He's one pet alligator away from being the perfect Florida man. <laughs> How did he get so messed up? Did he accidentally eat the avocado that Antonio Brown's been using as a bong? <laughs> If you think about how many weirdo characters wound up on the Buccaneers, right? You got Antonio yeah, Brown and right. Leonard Fournette and JPP and, and I know, right? And Dominican Sue and LaShawn McCoy and Gronk. It became the island as misfit toys. Yeah. And then Tom Brady got drunk and saved them with his red nose. <laughs> 
Scotty Miller wants to be a dentist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really should say that. I should sell that phrase. Scotty Miller wants to be a dentist. <laughs> it's just a weird thing to say. Yeah, you know. Hermie. Hermie comedy. Where, you, where else are you going to get that? Don't get me started on Hermie. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, it's fun. I think it's fun to go have a silly, you know, and the, and the boat parade, you get drunk on a boat is the perfect celebration for the Buccaneers, right? It matches the mascot perfectly. True. And of course the, the chiefs had a trail of tears back West of the Mississippi. So I got another one. In. <laughs> yeah, you did. You're the king of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Pablo Francisco. I'm very funny. I'm just a little late. Just a little <laughs> is he still around? Is he is he out there pounding the? I mean, no one's really doing it now, but he's still. I feel like I did see his uh, his face on a on a comedy club schedule sometime recently. He's a good one, but he had a reputation for uh, flaking the fuck out. Cocaine is a hell is of that a drug. It? Yeah, right. Imagine that would throw things off. <laughs> Make you pretty hyper when you're doing impressions, though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it's probably cocaine. It's probably a better drug for the impressionist, the high energy impressionist type. Yeah, I mean, he was the in a world guy for a second. Yeah, that's right. He yeah. was that guy. Yeah, he was. He's he's a good comic and good in that for that's sure. True. Indeed. Yeah, he struck me as being a little um, John Panetti in in like <laughs> just like he made funny look easy, but he had these demons and he was always a little on the edge. Yeah, right. I would go work a club and they would be still talking about how whatever, like Saturday night, they got two sold out shows and they couldn't get Pablo out of the hotel room. Mm. <laughs> like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> the comedic yeah. rock star. Yeah, it's tough to uh, tough to rebook that situation, <laughs> but comedy, it's fun. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. So what's the most likely landing spot for J.J. Watt? I say mm. Pittsburgh. The gentleman that I referred to earlier had a big discussion about this as well. I mean, they're just guessing at this point, too. But Pittsburgh's a good one because the brother's there, right? Two of them. It would be three brothers on the same team. Uh, there's two there, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he would be, but he would, The one of the points that these guys made today was he would be kind of showing up and stealing some thunder from those guys, eh, right? Yeah, who cares? Maybe. Maybe it's the perfect thing. Maybe those brothers are begging for him to come and it'd be like this hilarious, fantastic thing. Um, but the obvious guess is Green Bay, right? He's a Wisconsin kid and he apparently would like go and watch the Packers practice through like, you know, the wooden fence cracks and like saw them as giants and 
wanted to be them when he grew up, and that'd be kind of a cool ending. He's got, it's definitely a team that's a contender, right? I mean, the the buddy comedy that's budding there with him and Aaron Rodgers, I can already think. It's going to be a lot of hilarity coming out of those two. <laughs> yeah, I, why not? Go go home and win a championship with the Packers? That'd be a great ending to his story. Definitely. Yeah. So, I still think oh. Pittsburgh, but we'll see. I love this. We got the, 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 the Barry this year is writing more jokes. I like this version of Barry. He said that would be more Watts than an incandescent bulb. Huh? Huh? <laughs> 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 I like it. Barry's about one a week of like writing a joke that I go, ah. I feel like he's had a better average lately. I would say probably closer to like one, somewhere between like 1.7 and 2.6 <laughs> jokes per week that, yeah, are, that are great. great. I love it. Yeah. Uh, can we get an explanation on your name? Because it's Barry Weichman and yet it's Eddie Barry. Are you, is your middle name Barry? Are you Eddie Barry Weichman? Can we get a clarification, Barry? It is, is Eddie yeah. is Eddie a stage name for Twitter only? He's got to protect an identity. <laughs> I love that guy. He's great. I want to I want a man cave like he appears to have. Yeah. Yeah. And I want a man cave like Susan appears to have as well. <laughs> that, that fridge was really something else. That Oh my goodness, I'm so jealous. Made me jealous for sure. And stocked and thoughtful and a bunch of wackadoo choices in there. She was drinking a peanut butter stout. Oh, so good. Oh, here we got an answer. Barry Edward Daryl Weichman? What are you what are you, Greek? How many names do you need? What are you doing? Barry Edward. All right. That's the answer. Two middle names? Two middle names. We need an explanation on that, Barry Ed- <laughs> Edward Daryl Weichman. <laughs> uh, Eddie Barry. All right. So it's Barry Eddie. Uh, I, I, I need, I I need more explanations. Yeah. That requires a conversation. Well, the big question is what happens to the quarterbacks, right? We have so much quarterback movement. For the first time in his whatever it is, eight, nine, ten years, Russell Wilson is not Mr. Company Man saying go Hawks at the end of everything. He's getting a little like, ah, you know, it'd be nice to have some say in the personnel. I can't get sacked 200 times. I mean, it's, you know, he's kind of complaining a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's been sacked, what, a hundred times more than the next closest person? Is that right? I think I saw that stat floating around. Yeah. So it's possible that he winds up somewhere else. No. Uh, Deshaun Watson, almost certainly. Carson Wentz, almost certainly. For sure. Right? Yeah, he's gone. It's going to be some Garoppolo movement or cutting or something, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Niners are looking to do something. I think all of Garoppolo's ex-girlfriends are into cutting as soon as he leaves. <laughs> that one's a little dark. That one's a little dark. A little dark and a stretch. That's a, quite a combo. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of, we don't know what's going to happen. Even guys like Roethlisberger and there's some buzz that maybe Miami's not sold on Tua. And I mean, 
there's like five giant names that are for sure moving. And then there's a whole nother tier of, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. There's Roethlisberger isn't going anywhere. Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. Uh, I mean, no, they're, these guys aren't. That Those rumors don't even need to be entertained. Those guys aren't going anywhere. All right. Pappas is asking, um, who do you want to be a uh, quarterback in Atlanta? Mm. I think that's for the you. The Falcons have the number four pick this this year. And a couple of the uh, mock drafts that I've looked at uh, say that they could get Justin Fields there. And Justin Fields is a quarterback who grew up in Georgia and went to the University of Georgia, and then they let him go because they had a good quarterback. Um, it would be a bit of a homecoming, and he could sit for a year behind – I think it's the last big contract year for uh, for Ryan, and then and then you move on. I don't know. Interesting. I I don't know that you could get him at four. There's some buzz that he could be the second pick. It's not inconceivable that he could be the first pick, but you know. You feel like it's time for Atlanta to look for the next guy. I don't necessarily think that I think the nature of the contracts is you build uh, you know you know Julio and Ryan are sucking up all the air in the room in terms of the money for at least the next year I forget exactly how it lays out but um, that's not their biggest problem but if you're gonna go into this rebuild bunker for a few years yeah and and you and you actually are the fourth worst team in the NFL and could get a, a a legit quarterback with this pick without doing anything crazy, then maybe you should consider that. Hmm. Interesting. And you're a big fan of Ryan. I am. I've, I'm a big Ryan apologist. I think he's, I don't know, the eighth best quarterback in the world right now. The 10th, whatever. He's good. He's good enough to win you a championship. He just didn't, you know. I do feel like he got leaped. Yeah. We played some leapfrog with some young guns and definitely surpassed them. Yeah, I think that's true. There's a couple. I mean, you can't put them ahead of Deshaun Watson anymore, Kyler Murray. Um, and then, you know, Rogers and Wilson and those, you know, Mahomes, those guys are ahead of them. Josh Allen. And then you can, de- you can debate the next tier. What'd you say? Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen, I think, is ahead of him now. Right. Certainly going forward, you know, Josh Allen's got an up arrow and Ryan's is probably down a smidge. It's pretty yeah. stagnant, yeah. Right. Yeah, so I, if they want to do a big overhaul, I'm good with that. I'm ready. Wow, okay. All right. Yeah. If they keep their stars for another year or two and then get out from under those contracts and sort of rebuild and figure it out with the quarterback later, that's okay too. But if they have a chance, I, I don't think they're going to be picking in the top five again soon. I think they're a better team than that. So, but I don't know. I was wrong last year at this time. <laughs> <laughs> they always find ways to disappoint you and prove you wrong. It's crazy. Right. I mean, we were we were mad at Vegas because would they give them an over-under of like seven and a half? We were like, that's Disrespectful. Dis- downright disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, if they go make some crazy trade and could get one of these other stars, why not? 
I, I would love to see Deshaun Watson in Atlanta. Mm. I think he's from here too. Mm. That could be very interesting. A couple of pieces of breaking news that I'm saying. This one's sad. Vincent Jackson is dead. That's <laughs> weird. When I walked in, my mom handed me this note. She wanted to let me know that there was some breaking news. She did? Yeah. Was it I Vincent remember Jackson? Vincent Jackson. What happened to him? Don't know. Uh, they, I guess they found him in a hotel room down in Florida. I don't know if he was down there for Super Bowl stuff or lives down there. I don't know. That's all, that's all I know. Was he, uh, I think he's one of those troubled characters, right? He was having some issues. and Was he? I, I don't really remember. Maybe. For a couple of years, though, he was a big big name in fantasy. Yeah, for sure. He was one of those big-bodied David Boston types, right? Yeah. 38 years old. Ah, oh, it sucks. And Morquise Mor- Pouncey is retiring. Is that his name or is that him? More yeah, it's it's both of them. They're brothers. They're both retired at the same time. Oh, really? Okay. It's Marquise and Mike, maybe? Mike Pouncey? Okay. They both retired. Wow. Weren't yeah. They, they weren't in that uh, that Hernandez stock, weren't they? Oh, yeah, that's right. They're Florida guys. They went to college with Hernandez. I think you're right. <laughs> I saw some stat that's like of the... It's some crazy nut ratio of like the 180 players who have played for Florida in the last, you know, 10 years, 45 of them have been arrested. Some crazy, like you can't even, how is that possible? That's a lot. <laughs> lot. But speaking of Florida, uh, Tim Tebow's been invited to try out for the Mets again. That's right. Can we, how do we, how do we get uh, Manziel and Tebow into this segment? This is awesome. I love it. Thank you, comedy gods. Death, yeah, taxes, well, and Tebow at spring training. Yeah. Well, see, well, you see, now that he's married, he doesn't mind getting to second base. You see, huh? Ah! Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. That's not an exclamation. That's the team's nickname for him. <laughs> Ironic, given that his religion is pretty clear about avoiding the Big Apple. <laughs> now that now we can't say that they don't have a prayer to make the playoffs. <laughs> Tim Tebow, everybody. Tim Tebow, ladies and gentlemen. Back in the news. Did he say yes, by the way? Do we know? Is he going? What else is he going to do? He's going to be a broadcaster for SEC football. He's good at that. Oh, okay. He's handsome. He's well-spoken. Yeah, he's a handsome guy. He's building hospitals in the Philippines. He's a good dude. All right. So he's got some things to do besides play for the Mets. <laughs> he's a he's the opposite end of the spectrum from Johnny Menzel in terms of rooting for a guy. You know, what a loser. He has nothing better to do than play professional baseball for the Mets. God. Right. Oh, yeah. Bottom of the barrel decision. Oh, <laughs> I think Weichmann had a joke on this. Let me see. I, I apologize, Barry, if I get this wrong and get the gist of it and give Here you credit. Here we go. You can count the number of 33-year-old rookies in the uh, in the major leagues on JPP's hand. <laughs> Come on. You didn't even give it a chance. <laughs> You're right. It was dead on arrival. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's on me. It was a bad telling, eh? It was on me. <laughs> I didn't have it written down so I could get the beats right. Yeah, I'll just mess it with you. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, the I'm, I'm ruminating about the Giants the other day, and I realized that. They're really far away from winning a Super Bowl. Like I, I just, it it would be some minor miracle for them to even be close to contending in the next five years or so. Just, I don't know. The defense was pretty solid at the end of the year, and they were in a very troublesome division. So they were close to at least being in the playoffs. But that's uh, a result of how awful their division was, and. Uh, I don't know, man. I just I feel like uh, the timing isn't right there. The, the The receivers that they have are are still pretty good, but Sterling Shepard is probably towards the tail end of his prime. Um, Ingram's good. He's crazy, crazy athletic. He's not though. He's he's someone. I gotta send you this um, super cut of all the drop passes that he had last year. Oh. He's a little T.O.-ish where he, he drops some and you go, what? What are you doing? You're the best. Yeah. Right. Now you're doing sit-ups in your driveway? Yep. <laughs> you're Crying okay. with sunglasses? That's my quarterback. Yeah. You okay, buddy? Jeez. What? <laughs> Saquon. I agree with Papa. Saquon's going to bring everything back. A year ago, there was all this hope. The quarterback's young and looked good and... Right? This is you're one year removed from everything seeming like it was fine. Well, it's just, you know, I was happy that they were at least just moving on from the old guard. And, you know, so they're, they're better off than they were last year, but they're still like even if they improve by 3 wins, they're still like on the on the edge of maybe making the playoffs. So, you get Sa- Saquon back if he's fully healthy. That's a big deal. He'll he he can win you two three games by himself, um, if he's if he's healthy. But Gallman was also very good in his uh, in his re- replacing Saquon. So he's fine. I don't know, man. I just I don't know if that offense, if DJ's the guy. I I just don't know. I really it's for me. It's a big year. He's gotta he's gotta do something dramatic this next year. Yeah. Well, maybe he's one of these. You know. Maybe he's got like a Tannehill kind of thing where he kind of flounders around a little bit and then puts it together. Yeah, I guess he could. He could be that. He could. I picked him up real high, like number six overall or something. Who did? He's, oh, the Giants, yeah. yeah. He's got some he's got good pedigree, as they say. Yeah. Pedigree. Yeah, give him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> he lost his best player. He was handing it off to, disappeared for the whole season. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen. We we get closer to draft day. I'm gonna be singing a different tune. All right, be full of the new season optimism, and we're gonna go get them. It's not like the division's tough. You know what I mean? Like you're, yeah. Like th- these guys were talking today about the char- well, the Chargers being any good, but their division is so hard. And, and some of these other, you know, like if you're in a division with the Rams and the Seahawks and the Cardinals, like kill yourself. You know, <laughs> you tough. guys have nobody to play. Yeah. Yeah. You're like the AFC East without the Patriots 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I 
Uh, <clears throat> so that's good. That's good news. Indeed. That's another team. The 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 former the team formerly known as the Redskins. They're going to do some quarterback something. That's going to happen. Yeah, they probably are going to make a move for somebody, right? Got to. They were rumored to be close to Stafford, right? Yeah, presumably they were in the conversation, and they presumably, you know, they were they're in the, some of these other conversations. I want to hear these conversations. I mean, I don't know, right? Um, I'm thinking around the rest of that division. So are the Cowboys just going to open the wallet and pay the gimpy guy they didn't sign last year? I don't know. Just hope for the best and get Dak and go back to it. And then... What are the, the Eagles are just going to play this kid that looked good for three games and move on from Wentz? Seems like a bold choice. We got a uh, a listener email, and uh, I guess this is something we can ruminate on. That's my word of the day, apparently. And uh, <laughs> let's think about this and maybe do this next week. This is from, from Home Run Hall because it requires some thought. All right. Um, I'll ruminate like a motherfucker. He says, first, thanks for the T-shirt. I'll send a pic with me here in, in Hilton Head. Probably at the new brewery that just opened. Wow, nice. Oh, nice. He says he had an idea while watching the Super Bowl edition. The QB rankings has always been an interesting topic with the Tom Brady versus Belichick discussion around the Super Bowl and who was the better of the two. How about ranking the coaches? I agree that Belichick is actually related to the devil, but if you were to start a franchise today and could draft a QB and a head coach, who would you pick? How many people oh. might pick TB and BB? I would take BB as my coach. Just a thought. Home run hall. I like this. I could ruminate on this. Let's ruminate. Off the top of my head. Can I do that first? All right. And then ruminate? Yep. BB has to be in the top five. Uh-huh. And Sean McVay. This is just like right off the top of okay. my head. Yeah. Okay. So um, if you were pairing McVay with a quarterback, any quarterback, who would you, who would you pair him with? Any quarterback? Any quarterback. Or I, I yeah. don't know. I don't know if Home Run Hall is saying that they have to have been together in real life before. He might be saying that. Oh, okay. Well, let's answer it both ways. Okay. If it's any quarterback, you pick Mahomes because he's young and the ceiling is like there's no yeah, there's no ceiling. It's ridiculous. Although we proved that he needs an offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> um if you're pairing them, I don't know what you do then. Then it's complicated. Then you pick uh Rogers and and what's his name? Flynn? Uh-huh. Then you do that, right? I, I guess so, yeah. Dungy Payton? All right. What, what year is it? Russell and uh, Carol. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's a perfectly acceptable answer. Dungy Payton? That's top Payton. five for sure. Papa's with the, with the big contribution this week says Dungy Payton. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> I'm fine with that. That Peyton's Peyton's maybe underrated despite his very high rating. I've always been a Peyton apologist too. <laughs> yeah. No, he's saying he's, he's saying Peyton Manning. Yeah, no, that's what I'm okay, saying. Okay, all right. 
I thought you were thinking yeah. Sean Payton. He, he misspelled it for the record, Papa. Get your shit together. That's Payton's with an E. Pretty sure it's when not it's, spelled when it's Manning. Dungy either. <laughs> Could be wrong about that. Um. Uh. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of fun. Well, who else would you pick if you were if you were doing uh? Well, as long as we're picking like fantasy wackadoo stuff like that, that I want uh, I want Marino. Oh wow! Right, and Shula. Okay. Wow. As long as we're as long as there's no time limit on this daydream. That's pretty much at the beginning of my football watching experience. That, that yeah, he was my yeah. first favorite NFL player. That wasn't like you know like a local Falcon guy or whatever. Okay. Yeah, you like Marino. Oh, Marino's great. How about Marino uh, got robbed and history robbed him of a greater NFL stature. He never had a good team around him. That's true. I'm going, <clears throat> how about this? Bill Walsh, but am I going Montana or Steve Young? Oh, well, we'll have to wait and find out after some ruminating. <laughs> stick, stick around <laughs> for next quick snaps. <laughs> debate which oh, of course Milford comes in with the Bud Grant Fran Tarkenton oh well you know we have to have the dinosaurs represented in this conversation yes. as well. <laughs> that's right <laughs> old as shit how old is Rod Jesus he's not that old but he loves Tarkenton yeah okay but Tarkenton went to Georgia so I'm fine with that you would be the University of Georgia um, go dogs. What else? I'm trying to think of otherwise. Otherwise, in the I like the modern these modern young scrappy running quarterbacks. It's hard not to enjoy watching them. All of them, Kyler Murray and uh, all of these guys, all these young guys that are running around. It, it definitely <laughs> makes it harder on the defense to pin these guys down. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, I think we did what we came to do, right? Yeah, I think so. When are we going to do Sorry. this again? When are we going to do it again? Yeah. I don't know. Let's figure that out as we go. All right. How about if we how about if we're uh if we are a little bit uh dependent upon the breaking news? Like if we had Deshaun Watson trade for four ones and a two or something, <clears throat> we got to do a podcast that week. What if we do it that way? We'll keep it open. Yeah, I like that. Or we could settle into every other week. We'll see. We'll see. Or we could, uh, or you could just start, and if I'm available, I'll just pop in. <laughs> Consistency is the key. That's how we're going to start every single podcast during the off season. Is me explaining your your travel situation for five minutes before you get on. <laughs> Weichman wants more NBA talk. No, He's they're not talking basketball or cats. For the love of God, he doesn't. He doesn't want that. He's just trying to rile you up. Mission accomplished. He's he nailed it. He nailed it. He knows. Got gotcha. you. But you can, if you're looking for another podcast, you can listen to the Monkey Business Show, where I talk to some Wall Street titans about investing. You could listen to that show if you wanted to, as a for instance. And, That's uh, good. You can listen to the Writers Block. Kostaki Economopolis was recently a guest on that podcast, and I listened to it while I was painting. Very entertaining. Very informative. And uh, those guys were really great. I listened to two episodes today on my drive, uh, in part because I'm interviewing uh, Robert Burrill, one of the guys on that podcast, tomorrow on 50 Toasts. 
Plug, 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 baby. How's that for a bunch of smooth segues? We're <laughs> professional broadcasters. Absolutely. Uh, that that podcast is great. Uh, I listened to uh, Chad Daniels, and uh, oh, yeah, it was great on there. And uh, uh, they have a couple of other sort of the big shots from the Minneapolis area uh, on there recently, and I was listening to some of that stuff. There, there, it's fun. If you're a comedy nerd, and I know you are, Barry, uh, go give it a listen because basically the premise is. You send in a handful of uh, ideas that you've gotten sort of writer's block on that you, that you like the idea, but you kind of get stuck with the jokes and they kind of unstick you. They like, <laughs> they ruminate they and ruminate. they write jokes yeah. and then you guys all get on and riff and write and share <laughs> ideas around and it's pretty cool. Definitely worth checking out. I, uh, yeah, I'm going to listen to uh, that Chad Daniels one for sure. I'm going to check out a few, a few of those. Uh, Brian Miller has one that's great too. Brian's so good at that kind of thing and he riffs with these guys so well. It's really, it's an electric hour to listen to the three of them kind of riff and write jokes together. It's pretty cool. Put it on the list, baby. All right. Well, thanks for watching everybody. We love you guys. Uh, We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. Leave us a a rating and review if you haven't already, wherever you listen to the podcast, recommend it to a friend. It's very much appreciated. So thanks guys. I have to add the <laughs> yeah we thought we were gone. The <laughs> winner of the custom jersey cannot be found. Bob, what? Where are you, Bob? Please, we we sent you messages. <laughs> so all I'm saying is let's get in touch with Bob if anybody knows Bob I forget his last name or how to pronounce it but uh, we need to know who's getting his custom jersey and if it's not him then maybe we got to do another drawing Bob it's a nice cheap jersey to put on you know you get to pay by the letter you want to stick with Bob probably that's true all right you don't just want to get ha- a freak in there winning that shit just had to get that out there bye <laughs> Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.